Michael Black, Betty NSA, RIAA, and a load of other names have the acronyms. Lock down the windows and doors because they are about to be blown off the hinges. Direct from the Fury Media Studios, this is the Vince Wild Program. Well, it's Saturday. Saturday. I don't know what that means. It means it's Saturday. So welcome to the Vince Wild program. Brought to you by Craft Tech Solutions. You'll hear all about that later. Craft Tech, the official, official, <laughs> official sponsor of the Vince Wild show. How was your week? Did you have a good week? Jury's still out for me. It was up and down, you know. But in any case, uh, thanks for sticking around for uh, show number two. Show number two is, uh, is, is killing it, I think. You can find the podcast pretty much anywhere podcasts are. You can find it on, uh, well, you can find it on Audible. It's on Audible. You can also find it on the lovely Stitcher website. That's actually my favorite one. Um, but we're uh, on Amazon. We're on Google. We're pretty much everywhere you want to be. And believe me, you want to be there because damn. So the countdown to Ben's return has begun. I would love to say I know exactly what uh, the timeline is, but... We got to get him a mic. So I'm looking, you know, find him, find him something that's reasonable, but doesn't sound like crap. And I got to tell you, when you're on, when you're on Amazon, it's, it's, you know, I mean, it's a crapshoot, you know, there's something going on on Amazon that really bugs me. And I guess now is is as good a time as any to talk about it because it drives me absolutely bananas. So, a lot of these Chinese companies, big surprise, Chinese companies, not exactly what you would call mm, honest, do this thing. And I'm not... Look, I get it, okay? Uh... If I'm looking for honesty and integrity, China is probably the second to last place I should look. The first being North Korea and the third being Russia. But there should be safeguards, Amazon. What are you doing? There should be safeguards. Okay, give you an example. Looking at microphones, I have an addiction. I collect microphones. I don't even want to talk about how many microphones I have. The one I'm using now is by Toner. 
and it's a beautiful setup. Uh, it requires phantom power to run, but it is also, uh, you know, just a regular plug-in style non-USB microphone, and it sounds like a million bucks. I can't do much about, you know, the fact that you can hear my fan running in the background. There's not much I can do about that, but I also uh, have a very poorly cooled room, and so the fan's got to be running, you know. I liked the dynamic mic. It made me sound a little bit more like I was in an enclosed area, but I also had to stay right on the microphone, and I can move my head all over the place with this thing. So this is a little bit more, I don't know, je ne sais toi. Is that even a word? It's great. It's more gooder. So, you know, you go on, ma'am, you go on Amazon, and uh, you start looking at things and you're like oh here's a here's a microphone the ratings are good four and a half out of five stars that's good you know probably one guy you know it was misboxed or it didn't work out of the box and he thought that was a worthwhile review a review by the way for those of you that don't understand how to do a review a review is when you tell us if the product sounded good or if it didn't sound good not that you got a factory defect okay it's just a stupid review it's like it's like when you know, you know, when somebody orders a pair of pants and it's the wrong size, uh, and they give a bad review because it's the wrong size. Like, really? I, we didn't need to know that. But we're gonna get the review for that anyway because he's mad, or Karen's mad, whichever it is. I don't even know. So, all right, you start scrolling down, you're reading the reviews, and they don't make any sense. You know, it's like, uh, oh, this is the best hairbrush I've ever purchased under a microphone. And you've got like a half a dozen of those. And then it changes again. Like these containers are the best I've ever purchased for my kitchen. This is fantastic. So what these companies are doing is they have they have a product they know is going to get a good review. And they have one that's untested. Or maybe they know it's crap, but they got to dump it. So they change the product page completely they remove the old product and put the new product in rather than starting a new listing. And then it looks like, wow, this microphone has four and a half stars, but then you buy it and it's staticky and it distorts and it's a crappy setup. And that's, that's something Amazon should not allow. Update the product, fine. Update the image, fine. Completely change the product. They need to do that. That needs to not be a thing. Again, this is just one man's opinion, but my opinion matters, just like everybody else's, which is not at all, so never mind. But, so trying to find items that work, my Sennheiser was my first microphone. I bought it in 2004. This microphone, hold on, let me um, let me get it here. It's uh, an E825S. It's a dynamic microphone. It could be used as a doorstop. It's so heavy. But it's a beautiful mic. It puts up with a ton of abuse. It still looks as brand new as the day I bought it. It's awesome. And it gets a lot of use. But sometimes when I'm multitasking and I have to turn away from the microphone like I'm doing right now, uh, I need a mic that can pick me up. You know? And uh, people say, just, you know, these podcasting elitists, just use, use a dynamic microphone. And then they assume you can drop $400 on a dynamic microphone. Like, really? You know, not everybody has that kind of bread just lying around. I'm just saying. 
So what's the end result? You have to listen to my fan. Deal with it. You know, you either like the content or uh, you don't. So the newsletter is the Flagstaff Post, Flagstaff Post, and it's on Tumblr. The Flagstaff It's also on Twitter. FS Post official, I think. I'll have to. Ch- I'm, I'm not sure. I've got to check on a different unit, but it's everywhere. And one day I'll explain what Flagstaff is all about. So that's uh, you check that out. The the stories right now are kind of interesting. We've got um, a story about how young voters are pulling the plug on their support for Biden. Um, the gaslighting of Americans. By the way, we're being gaslighted by everybody, not just one side. You should know that. You should know that. Trust no one, Mr. Mulder. Because that's the truth. And uh, the, uh, the visit of Nancy Pelosi to Taiwan. Politically, this is, to, this is like picking a fight without saying you're picking a fight. Uh, any way you slice it. I mean, the, the, the country is in the midst of what looks like a civil war between them and China. China believes that Taiwan is their property. Taiwan wants to be independent. I mean, imagine declaring that being next to a military superpower like China. Who doesn't have any craps left to give? You know? So that's on there. It's an interesting article. I think it was a middle finger to China. And it's all probably for political gain. It has nothing to do with actually wanting a war with China. Just that maybe they'll drop a nuke and kill several million Americans. I don't trust these people. I don't trust these people. At all. Okay? Uh, they just pushed through a gun control measure to ban semi-automatic weapons, which the way it's worded is so sus, it's unbelievable. Interpreted uh, the way they want it to, they can basically remove all firearms that aren't single shot only. So basically all cowboy style handguns that have to be cocked for each shot, everything else could be banned. Which, I mean, you know, some people are like, nobody needs an AR-15, but a lot of those people don't support a complete sweeping gun uh, gun ban. And that's how this bill can be interpreted. Will it be approved in its next step? Probably not. But here's where I go off the reservation. I totally expect there to be a sudden mass shooting of phenomenal proportions in the next two weeks before the vote is seen. Now, if I'm wrong, thank God. But... I have long, long since suspected a lot of these mass shootings are not what they seem on the surface. So, if you think I'm on the side of any political party, at this point I should probably point out, no. No, I am not. Everybody is suspect at this point because uh, it, our entire government's bought and paid for, paid, paid for by uh, lobbyists. Why, are lo- why do lobbyists even exist? Ask yourself that question. Why are there super delegates? You know, there's so much at play here that keeps the balance of power such that it can be manipulated from people on the outside with lots of money, but not the voters. And it's been that way for a long time. And I'm sorry if you're not suspect of that, but that is, in fact, true. What you ought to be do, be what you ought to be doing is investing all of your effort into understanding who God is. 
And if you don't believe in him, I apologize, but he's pretty much at this point, you're only out. I think what we are seeing is a whole lot of Stockholm Syndrome. People have been beaten down for so long, some of us our whole lives by the government and all of its organizations that we've started identifying with our captors, even making excuses for them. That's the definition of Stockholm Syndrome. And I believe we're dealing with that on a huge scale. But again, I'm not a doctor and I've, I've been told, hey, hey, that you can't say stuff like that, all right? I don't know why they sounded like that, but you can't, you know, you're, Stockholm Syndrome is a serious condition, and you don't think it can ex- exist within three quarters of an entire country? Are you seriously going to take that position? Because if you looked at some place like North Korea or Venezuela or Cuba, you're going to tell me that some of those citizens, maybe most or half, don't have Stockholm Syndrome? Really? Because it's just easier to look like you're going along with it so that you might live three more minutes. And that, you know, Castro doesn't have a bad day and decide, I'm just going to kill two million people. Like, like he's going to say, well, this one and this one went along with me, but these ones didn't. No, he's just going to bomb everybody. But that's what Stockholm Syndrome does. It's, it's, it plays the odds in hopes that they're, that they're in your favor, but it doesn't work that way. I think we're seeing it widespread in America right now. People are just, they're done. They just want to be left alone, and they figure if they just go along with the whatever, you know, our our authority says, then uh, they will, you know, they'll, they'll get a, okay, yeah, you can live. Or you can have food, or whatever it is. And I just, I just I'm done. I'm done. You're all scumbags, okay? I'm not saying there aren't a few politicians that are not sold out to the system, but majority rules here, folks. Majority rules. Yeah, unfortunately. So check out the Flagstaff post. And um, we also, the Flagstaff post also posts like uh, Saristo Flea Caller Recall, blah, 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 2,500 pet deaths. That's sketchy. I, you know, I want to say it's not sketchy. It's, it's sketchy. But we also have how to build survival shelters. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Why you would want to know, living in the woods with absolutely nothing, how to build a shelter so you don't die. But that might be something you want to know. And then there's pictures of other, you know, stuff. There's recipes from um, out-of-print cookbooks. Um, there's <clears throat> how to um, salt pork. This is one of the things that drives me nuts. People are running around and they're buying um, these meal kits, and they're astronomically priced. These uh, these MRE kits from like Patriot Supply, and people think it's great. But here's the thing: you have everything you need right now. Go get yourself salt, a lot of salt. And learn how to salt meat. People used to store their meat, salt, and completely dry on the counter. And it would last that way for months. And then when they needed it, they'd soak it, remove the brine, and then put it in whatever they were cooking. That's how it was done. But for some reason, we think we need MREs. Canning isn't that hard. You know, you could do it with frozen food, I suppose, but... Frozen is always going to have that aftertaste. You know, do yourself a favor. 
open container gardening. All right, I did it this summer. I successfully raised tomatoes, peppers, green beans, peas. It's not that hard. It can be done in practically any environment. You know, spend a few extra dollars, get yourself a sun lamp so you can do it all year round, at least until they cut the electricity off. I'm not saying they would do that, but, you know, if that were to happen, you might want to know how to use the sunlight. Build a greenhouse. You can do it with old plexiglass. I mean, none of this stuff is hard. What's hard is, you know, admitting that you might want to learn to do it because it might be a necessity that resurfaces as something everybody's going to need to do. That's the hard part, and that's the Stockholm Syndrome. No, 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 it'll be okay. They'll, they'll do something. Stop, de- stop depending on third parties, folks. That's what got us into this mess, the introduction of the grocery store. Ugh, oh, it's terrible. You don't need a grocery store. You need to be able to know how to make how to make food happen in the absence of a grocery store. Well, what about buying seeds every year? Learn how to let things go to seed, harvest the seeds from the old fruit, and plant it in the next season. This is all really practical stuff. People only make it complicated because they're like, oh, man, it's just work. And you, this is what the Bible was talking about. If a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. And it wasn't talking about collecting a paycheck uh, from a nine-to-fiver and going to the grocery store and purchasing groceries. It was talking about working the fields. And I stand hard on that principle because, let's be honest, if three-quarters of the country, just three-quarters, was still doing this, and you heard that there was going to be another food shortage, because they like to announce this practically monthly now, uh, you'd be like, well... I got a garden full of vegetables. And and always work on vegetables that produce high yields. Cherry tomatoes, oh my gosh, they go crazy. Beans, peas, anything on a vine tends to go nuts. Corn sounds like a great idea, and if you have the space to build five rows of corn and then cut the kernels out and freeze them, that's great. Although I'm really you should learn a little alchemy and how to like make stable canned stuff because there is an alchemy to it, but if I can do it, anybody can do it. You know? That's just that's just me. Little something for you. So anyway, that's the that's the news as we knew it three thousand years ago today. Um Facebook is being dumb, but Facebook is always being dumb. People like to poke uh post panic stuff, and it drives me crazy. And then they like to post things that we shouldn't have forgotten, but I know we have. Like, how to read your tire size. Doesn't everybody know that those big, bold numbers are pretty much the... You know what I mean? 235, 45, R19. Okay? That's that's the number, but people can't do it. They have to call, and they... I don't know. There's guys out there that can't replace their own wiper blades. Holy ass, how do you not know how to replace your own wiper blades? If you're a guy and you go to an auto zone, can you put them on for me? You should have to surrender your man papers right there. Because if you don't know up to doing an oil change, I'm not saying it's always practical to do it yourself. Okay? The way they manufacture cars now, they put that 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 oil filter in a god awful place and you can't get to it without lifting the car. It's just stupid. You know, in the 70s and the 60s, the oil, oil filter was on the front of the engine block. You could literally reach in and unscrew it without doing anything except getting the tool that would, you know, break it loose. Oil filter wrench. But now, uh, let's see. And, and I had one car. They put the oil filter 
next to the starter. So when you were sitting there cranking the wrench back to take the filter off, if you weren't careful, you'd cross the solenoid and accidentally short, and then it would blow a hole in the oil filter, and it would dump oil all over you. That was the beginning of the dumb, and it's it's only gotten worse. It's only gotten worse. So that's... I don't know. Uh, why don't we take a break? Because I'm thinking I got some stuff I got to go over, some cultural stuff that... Facebook is a dumb place. We live in dumb times. I don't know what to tell you. We'll be back. Patterns, patterns of our society are being disrupted. Raising to a new level. Craft Tech Solutions is the definitive answer to all of your questions and an industry leader in the area of workplace modifiers and tools. We have what you need to get your next project off the ground. Forget complex mathematical equations and unimaginative cafeteria offerings and learn to completely ignore deadlines and maximize streaming media enjoyment. Get things unrelated to your job accomplished while sidestepping complex problem solving. We'll help you punch the clock, seem productive, all the while balancing your sanity by avoiding unreasonable demands from VPs who are more interested in profit margin and overhead than your sick kid. In fact, F those guys. What do they think they are? Better than you with their self-driving Tesla? Ha! That's a laugh. At least your crappy 94 Honda Civic is paid for. And if the economy collapses, you'll have peace of mind knowing that you don't have much to lose anyway. But your boss will probably hang himself in a public toilet. So call us today, Craft Tech Solutions, 555-7685. That's 555-7685. San Francisco, home of the renowned Blue Fox Restaurant, where we're serving a complimentary meal and secretly replacing the fresh-brewed coffee usually served here with mountain-grown Folgers crystals. Will it be rich enough for our special guests? Let's listen in on Hidden Microphone. The coffee is, is fantastic. It tastes like a perfect cup of coffee. It's Folgers crystals. I can't believe it, that it's an instant coffee. It's rich. Mountain-grown Folgers crystals. Coffee rich enough to be served in America's finest restaurant. Hey, Vern, you think you're hot stuff, don't you? Well, I'd think so, too, if you made the Mellow Yellow move. Know what I mean? Listen to your old buddy Ernest, Vern. Mellow Yellow's where it's at. It's cold and wet and smooth. <sighs> yeah, Vern, you can pour Mellow Yellow in a glass, you can pour it over ice, and you can pour it down your throat. But, Vernon, do not, I repeat, do not pour Mellow Yellow on your head, because your tongue will beat your brains out trying to get to it. Know what I mean? I think it's a, a huge embarrassment.
L.A. Cobra. Song is called "The Star." It's one of the late. It's the latest single by the band. Oh, Ben would love this. It's got everything. It's got the squealing guitars and the harmonies. Yeah, he'd hate it. That's a great single. Special thanks to Dustin Hardman, AFM Records. Records. Yeah, baby. So, uh, okay. So, wait a minute. Um... Probably should have done this from the from the jump, but you know what are you gonna do? So let's do this. Okay, uh, memes, right? So memes are a thing, and I get so aggravated with memes because it, first of all, let's start with Facebook pages. You've got a bunch, you know. You've got uh, Ultimate Star Wars page, whatever. You've got Total Nerd. You've got the Ultimate '80s page. You've got Metal Rules. And it's just, it, they spent Watchworthy. There's another one. I can't stand Watchworthy, and I'll get to them in a minute. So, you know, people make these observations, and they post them probably on Tumblr, nine times out of ten, sometimes Twitter. So somebody makes this observation, which is kind of funny, but it's, you know, I, I, don't, re- I don't recall this actually coming up in a conversation let me uh let me just let me explain so it's a picture at uh the end of the first star wars where luke and han are receiving gold medals from princess leia and the person claudia jean craig con cannon so this is probably somebody that does you know that 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 uh role play you know, fan fiction stuff. It's that. She writes, I'm still so amused that Han's idea of formal wear is exactly the same, but buttoned up above the clavicle. That's his idea of getting dressed up. Luke is wearing his nice formal black, and Leia is statuesque with half a ton of braids on her head, but Han just did up two or three buttons. All right. I I can, uh, I can definitely jive with that. That's... <laughs> I think it's more. I don't. Re, I don't recall Leia saying, "Make sure you dress appropriately for this affair." If that's a deleted scene, I missed it. I missed it, you know. But that—that's actually that's one of the ones I like. So then they do other things like. observations that just ruin movies and I don't I don't um, I don't understand I'm just scrolling through their feed right now so I can find an example I probably should have done this in show prep but whatever this is uh, but why do show prep you know all right, 21 fans, this is this is an example. 21 fans share hilarious things about dark fantasy movies we never noticed before. So, Edward Scissorhands, they give Johnny Depp 
Edward's character, Edward, a waterbed. And they write, well, why would you give him a waterbed? He had scissors for hands. Scissors. And then another person wrote, I love how this doesn't even mention what it's about, but everyone knows. Who else has scissors for hands? Okay, there's there's one of it. But their favorite ones to go after, they love to go after Star Wars. It's like constant. Star Wars, Harry Potter. Like, we're trying to find meaning in shows or movies that are... They're fantasy. And, and it's like, it's, people are taking things too seriously... Way too seriously. I'll have to get back to this. I because they've got they pat they post things uh so frequently. The only ones that make my thieve uh my feed is 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 the negative ones. The cast was not allowed to see the pirate ship before the scene was shot. Director Richard Donner wanted to catch their genuine reaction. There's a lot of stuff. I, I all right. Well, so there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of facts on Watchworthy and, and Nerd Nation or whatever it is. And some of it ruins movies. Here we go. What is this? Fans share 16 hilarious observations about Pirates of the Caribbean. Fun fact. Okay, so it's a picture of Orlando Bloom doing this weird face. And it says, this is Orlando's legit impression of Johnny. It wasn't originally scripted. Was there even a script for this film? Every time I see a post about Pirates of the Caribbean, they're like, this wasn't scripted. Another person wrote, by now I'm like 70 cent per sh sure they just released Orlando Care and Johnny into the Caribbean <laughs> and told them to pretend it was the 1700s. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, do you think he plans it all out or just makes it up as he goes here's one okay this is a great example Kira Knightley was just 17 years old during production on the first movie and 18 when it became a global phenomenon so when she's you know making out with whoever she's still a minor that's not sus but whatever uh, it took many years of therapy to get over the first movie I almost quit the business so you listen to that and you're like with current society, your mind can go a couple places, but the first I think most people go to is, as a minor, she was putting up with a lot of very sketchy treatment. Or as a female minor, or whatever. Okay? But, uh, okay, so the other one was Zoe, Zoe Saldana. But the truth of the matter is, is it was a very grueling movie um, to film, and... It became a national phenomenon so quickly, and Kiera wasn't ready for the attention. Um, so that's what that's talking about. But the 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 headline is completely misleading.
It's, uh, I don't know. This seemed like a bit when I started, but they've got so, I mean, every one of these, 12 hours, 12 hours, this person that runs this account, they just mass posts. There's just mass posts. So, I don't know. Check out Watchworthy. I guess you could follow them. Oh, this one's funny. Hilarious posts about the Emperor's new groove. This is kind of funny because of Cusco. My uh, landlord had a llama named Cusco. Yeah. And about this, Andrew Jason writes, that one time the main character had to use a Sharpie to explain that he was, in fact, the main character. And then somebody else wrote, Cusco could have played Deadpool. All right, that's enough of that. You get the idea. I mean, you know, 14 plot holes. Like, why didn't uh, Harry do this? And why didn't Han do that? And it's, you know, of course I can't find them now. Now that I'm looking for them, it's like, eh, okay, well, whatever. But a lot of these, you know, a lot of these posts, they're just, they're just, uh, oh, boy. You know, I don't know. Because I like reading stuff that points out stuff like what they call Easter eggs in movies. But I don't like it when people have gone over the border and just said, uh, this movie sucks and here's why. And they're picking out, they're nitpicking, you know? One of the big things with Star Wars is the lore. And Disney shouldn't be handling the lore and this and that. And And I'm just like, I don't know. It's a fantasy movie. I, I, I can jibe with the fantasy aspect. I'll have to do this again and and actually like save some um, save some of the examples. Okay. I'm going to switch gears here because this is another guy that I follow and he posts some stuff and he takes flack for it. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this, though. All right. So we have uh, the public marriage proposal. Now, I got to assume that if you're going to propose... You have some kind of an idea that the woman is going to say yes. She's probably brought it up. She's probably mentioned, if you asked, I wouldn't say no, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. If if somebody is sending those kinds of signals and you propose and then they turn you down, publicly especially, it's almost like they just wanted, I don't know, to be a jerk. So it's a picture of a guy who's looking completely just disheartened. He's on one knee. He's got a box in his hand, I assume, has a, a, a ring. And he's cr- crying, I guess. I don't know. And somebody wrote, accept the ring and return it later. Don't embarrass someone's son in public. Matter settled. And then somebody else wrote, men be like, we aren't manipulative and put women in situations where they'd be coerced to give a Yes. You know what? I, I take issue with that. You know why? Here's why. You got to assume that the person 
was sending signals. And by the way, if she's not, don't make assumptions. But you got to assume in most cases she's sending signals that she's interested in taking this step with you. In which case, turn, being turned on publicly is like, okay, this person is also sending mis- mixed messages, which makes them manipulative. And uh, at that point, I think you just you, you call it. Call time of death, you know? Just be like, I, I guess not. What am I going to do? You know, I not. I think this relationship is is over. And it's better to know that and cut ties than end up, you know, eventually with someone that is like this. There are a lot of narcissistic sociopaths out there that want total control. There's more than I think we've ever had in history. And it's bad. And it's not just guys. Girls do it, too. I, I recommend people in your 20s, don't get married in your 20s. Okay? Just don't. I wanted to. I'll admit it. I was, like, looking for someone. I wanted to meet that special. You know what? I'm glad I didn't. Disaster. Wait till your 30s. Trust me. Wait till your 30s. There's so much stuff on Facebook, man. I mean, the advertisements are creepy. You know, I, I look, I accidentally click on a link and now they think that uh, I, I want to be in the Wham fan club. No, no. And is there even a Wham fair? Wham isn't a thing. George Michael passed away. So I don't think, I don't think that, uh, you know, I don't think that's a thing. Well, this is interesting. UPS drivers are sharing thermometer reads from inside their trucks. UPS CEOs would never accept working in 120 or 130 degree offices. Drivers shouldn't have to either. Yeah, I've always wondered why this is. Why do they have this big, it's a giant metal box in the hot sun. Imagine being in Florida. All right, and you're sitting here in this truck, and it just gets hotter and hot. This is why the guys drive around with the door open. It's not because they're lazy. They're trying to keep cool. And these, these vehicles get up to 130 degrees sometimes. They're, they're metal. It's like being in an oven. I don't understand, you know, why, um, why this, why? Just don't understand it. Anyway, I love scrolling through the feed just to see what I can destroy. So, I don't think there's anything else on Facebook I need to go after. I'm not going to attack friends of mine. Yeah, there's it's a lot of advertisements this morning. What's going on with that? Stradivarius has a new single. All right. Firefly. Why don't I have it in my inbox? All right. It's Nuclear Blast. They like to be, I don't know. They like to be something. Uh, It doesn't look like there's anything else. A lot of memes and none of them really. A lot of reposts. Brent Spiner. Dude, where's my car? Oh, yeah, Data. He was in uh, Dude, Where's My Car? And apparently he thinks this is his best cameo ever. 
<laughs> I can't believe people pay $50 to go to an escape room when you can just go to Ikea for free. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've not been to an Ikea, but I've heard they are massive and confusing. So I'm not surprised to learn that, and I'm certainly not surprised that it's like a, it's got to be like a casino. There's no, there's no, like you lose complete observation of time. Just like supermarkets are set up that way too. Supermarkets are designed so that you don't know what time it is or how much money you've spent. Walmart doesn't even put prices out. They just, you know, half the stuff on their shelves, there's no price. And then they had the foresight to remove the majority of the price checkers in their stores. So now you got to go find a team member and they don't, they don't want to do it. They're, they're just like, yeah, give it to me. Everybody's mad. Everybody is mad. So I don't know. Anyway. So, I think we're done here. Mountain lions are important members of our natural community. Let them loose in your neighborhoods. That's right. Mountain lions need to be free and roaming in your neighborhoods. They'll certainly keep the population down. That is for sure. Not sure that's a good thing. People have some weird ideas. Just some absolutely bizarre ideas. Like... Uh, you know, you're impeding on uh, the the bears. You know, they're... Look. Bears were there first. And so that means that you're the problem. You ever notice this with uh, environmental rights people? It's all well and good until you suggest they start the process moving. They all insist that we're a virus that eventually the... The, the, the earth will do away with because our time has come and uh, but nobody wants to be the first to take that step what they really mean is everybody that's not like them needs to go yeah yourself included you need to go in fact there's probably not really anybody that should you know be here except me because I get it and you ever notice that everybody everybody's the person that gets it. Meanwhile, you're sitting there going, "Yeah, I don't I don't think they get it." <laughs> I think they very much don't get it. And I love reading their posts because everybody's self-righteous. I mean, you know, if there's anything there are the the, the truth is there are no righteous people. There are very few righteous people. You know, it's 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 that. And the only thing you could sit there and say is, wow, if everybody's righteous, why are we in such a mess? Well, they're not. I hate to tell you. They are very much, in fact, the furthest thing you can be from that. But hey, that's just me. You know, I, I might be nuts. I might be nuts. All right, why don't we take another quick break ski, and then, uh, you know, we'll do the whole thing with the deal. Um, maybe we'll do headlines. I don't know. I'm not even sure what the latest of the latest is. Uh, we'll figure it out, though. 
Helps if I use the right keyboard. Okay, uh, let's take a break, and uh, we'll be back-ish. Hey, this is Chaotic Resemblance. I'm L.A. I play guitar. Hey, this is John. I play drums. This is Donnie. I play bass. I'm Travis. I do everything else. And you're listening to The Vince Wild Show. You're eating chunky chili beef soup. How come you're eating it with a fork? I use a spoon, too, but you can really get into those big chunks of beef better with a fork. It's got so much beef and beans and everything. You like it. That's that's down-home chili. That'll raise a hat off your head. <laughs> we use a spoon, you use a fork. Is chunky chili beef a soup, or is it a meal? Mister, I think it's a meal. But it says soup, doesn't it? Well, yes, sir. It's a soup, but it could be something else as thick as it is. It's the soup that eats like a meal. You got it. Campbell's Chunky Chili Beef. It's the soup that eats like a meal. Ain't that what I said? <laughs> He was a Coke. She was a Pepsi. Together, they were a Coke and a Pepsi. It's the story of a much older, older Pepsi and a much younger Coke. She offered him a thrill. He went along for the ride until one day... Jealousy took over. Pepsi found out her friends liked the new Coke for his better taste. And that's when they fell out. Well, uh, that's when Pepsi fell out. This is Max Edrum. Catch the wave. Coke. A new dimension in sound. A new dimension in sound. A new Hey, don't be hating on the rednecks. <laughs> How are you gonna hate on that? That's that's you can dance to that, man. You can dance to that. Awesome, Cotton Eye Joe, two thousand and one. It's the remix or remake, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, welcome back to the program. We got some news, music news, metal news, etc., etc., and so forth and so on. So, all right, uh, let's start with White Snake here, because you know they're white and snakeish. Uh, they've pulled out of the Scorpions North American tour due to David Coverdale's upper respiratory infection. Let's see how many sentences before they mention COVID. They don't mention COVID. It looks like he just has an upper respiratory respiratory infection. Uh, They pulled out um, because of the infection. The Scorpions will still play the shows on the track featuring support from the Swedish Thunder Mother. They're awesome, by the way. Check them out. They are fantastic. Beginning August 21st in Toronto, uh, Ontario, Canada, and ending on October 21st in Las Vegas, Nevada. Earlier today, Coverdale released the following statement. It is with profound disappointment and a heavy heart. 
that I must announce that Whitesnake will no longer be able to join the Scorpions on their U.S. and Canadian tour. While Whitesnake will no longer be on the tour, the Scorpions will be continuing on. Well, kudos to a speedy recovery for him. A lot of people don't know this, but Coverdale got his start in Deep Purple, which is interesting because Deep Purple, uh, despite the loss of their organist, loss of their organist, are still together and touring. A lot of people credit them with the creation of heavy metal, and much to their surprise, because they don't seem to think so. So that's that news. How about Ghost? I don't like this band. All right. You know, everybody, you know, they were like, you should listen to Ghost. Oh, man. You're a metal guy. Ghost is the bomb. And I'm like, all right, I'll check out Ghost. No. No. They just certainly were a bomb. Or what happens after you drop a bomb? A disaster. I don't understand the appeal for this band. I don't. You know, I... Look... Okay, they they have a look and a unique whatever it is. I'm not even sure, but as far as their music, pass. Yeah, pass. So apparently, a lot of people agree with me. They're not metal enough. Tobias Forge has responded to Ghost being called not metal enough by naysayers in the metal community. The Ghost Mastermind also reacted to those who use homophobic slurs to describe the band's evolution, declaring he's glad those types of people don't listen to Ghost. I mean, don't we know at this point that the go-to insult is to use a particular word when describing either a person or a genre? Seriously, it's like the lowest common denominator that does it. It takes absolutely zero brain power. You could literally only have a brainstem and still spit that out as your insult. I'm, you know, we shouldn't be taking those people seriously, honestly. They're zilches. They are. With their last two albums, Prequel and Impera, Ghost have undoubtedly evolved away from their traditional heavy metal sound, creating music more with a hard rock space. Imperia has even been described as a rock opera or like ABBA. Oh, boy. I don't know that I'd want to be compared with ABBA. <laughs> if, you're, if you're even a hard rock band and somebody's like, yeah, they remind me of ABBA, you're probably... Uh, well, I mean, as a band leader, it's this. <laughs> I'm boned. Yeah. That's, that's bad news bears right there. Yikes. Oh, boy. I don't know, man. I... <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> I kind of agree with this. And this is not using any slurs. So the interviewer proceeded to read a comment from one of Ghost's YouTube videos, which reads, Lyrics, Satan. Stage show, Satan. Sounds like ABBA. <laughs> ABBA with teeth, but yeah. I, I didn't I, I don't understand the appeal. I mean, you know, there's music I listen to though that people don't understand the appeal and I I'm fine with that. I am fine with that. It doesn't seem to be uh Amon Amarath Amarth shares music video, so they got a new one coming out. Wolfsbane guitarist Jason Edwards overwhelmed by love and sport after bone marrow cancer diagnosis. Oof. Man, I swear there's more cancer now than ever. 
Def Leppard's Phil Collins says newer rock bands are lacking star power. Yeah. Yeah, I I couldn't name any, honestly. And it's not, you know, I'm very in touch with, you know, the metal community. And I just, aside from Disturbed, I haven't seen anything that really kind of sticks out. Disturbed's got that new single. And uh, apparently, according to something they stated on August 4th, we'll will include bigger riffs and heaviness as well as big melodic moments. Uh, based on the single, I could agree with that. David Ellison and Jeff Scott Soto share teaser video for Vacation in the Underworld album. Well, that's a pairing. That's awesome. I can jive with that. Uh, you know, David Ellison and, and Jeff Scott Soto, two great heavyweights. So that's really cool. A lot of music about uh, metal that I'm not really, you know, whatever. Fine. Brian Head Welch apparently thinks the metal community is so inclusive and united August 4th. I guess they are. I mean, it depends. They're still elitists no matter where you go. You're never going to get rid of the elitist, the guy that thinks that he's the smartest one in the room but probably knows nothing. Marco, Marco, Hitala on his decision to leave Nightwish. You know, I've been wondering about this because, man, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm a huge Nightwish fan, but the core of the band, Tarya we could deal with. I mean, it became dramatic with her. She was, you know, she's a great singer, but she was dramatic. The current singer now, she's great. So, in 2021, Marco left Nightwish, and he was the one that had that gritty, kind of dark sound to his voice, and he played the bass. An interview with Finland's Shirizo, <laughs> Chaos Zine, Hitala revealed that he went through a dark period in his life, which included depression, insomnia, anxiety, and eventual attention deficit hyperactivity disorder diagnosis. Speaking about how he eventually came to the realization that exiting Nightwish was the right thing to do, Marco said, as transcribed by Blabbermouth.net, it was a long process. Of course, the COVID that that year, let me reread. Of course, the COVID year that was there, where I had a lot of time for soul searching, it obviously gave me the last incentive I need, something else, that if I could just continue with this, I'm going to get sicker and sicker. But of course, it's a process. I've been chronic depressive since 2010 or 2011. I've been on a permanent medication ever since. Sometimes you get used to the meds and you'll need more. We did raise the dosage during the years also, but it just didn't work. And now that I have started to do, and now that I had started to do, I had psychotherapy for over four years. And then I also talked to psychiatrists and some doctors and did that also in Spain. Then my psychiatrist here in Finland said that I should do these ADHD neuropsychological tests, which I then did in Spain, and okay, I got it. He had been thinking about leaving Nightwish before making the final decision. I had a lot of weight, and I tend to, with the attention to disorder, it tells me that when there are lots of trouble then the disorder makes it into real chaos. He explained there's a sh stuff load of 
stuff coming and going and no peace anywhere. And for a year or two, I was already waking up every night at three o'clock to bad dreams and anxiety. So I'd say that the whole process probably started already with my former divorce in 2016. That was a very sad, sad time when you think about your kids and your broken homes and all that. And then when I started to get clear from that, then there were, well, all kinds of things. I don't really want to go any deeper to what kind of things I'd gone through, but I've gone through enough. He hasn't even he hasn't kept in touch with Nightwish since his departure. That's disappointing. So in May of twenty twenty one, Nightwish keyboardist and main songwriter Tuomas uh he said that Hitala's decision to leave the band came as a surprise. I mean that's a dark place to be. You know, I've been there. And I can't imagine, you know, the celebrity on top of it. You, you know, over here we don't who's he, but he's, you know, he's evidenced, you know. I mean, it's look. Over there, Nightwish, I mean, they they've even made a splash over here. But you know, this is this is what we got now. And I'm disappointed. Marco is great. He's phenomenal. And I wish him the best. And if he does anything else musically, I will definitely buy it because I think he's incredibly talented. But you can't ignore, you know, um, mental illness. It leads to dark places, you know. It goes places that you don't want to go. It makes you think about things you don't want to think about. And, you know... Especially for people that haven't found Christ and the ability to dump all that stuff at the altar and say, I'm done. It's just, I can't, I, I don't, I don't know how an atheist gets through the day. I don't. They can tell you publicly whatever they want, but I don't know. Because I know how it works in real life. I know what goes on in your head in real life. And you could say whatever you want publicly, but it's called a poker face for a reason. Former Samson singer Nicky Moore is dead at 75. Well, that's disappointing. He had Parkinson's. Michael Bloodgood also passed away this week after battling what I believe was a stroke. Um, disappointing. Michael Bloodgood, an innovator, without question. You know, he was... Um, he was, I mean, they're in the Christian Music Hall of Fame. They are. And I know a lot of people, you know, picketed them. You know, Christians thought that they were being Donnie Do-Gooder or whatever. They had their signs, you know, this is Satan's music, blah, blah, blah. Those people are always on the wrong side of history. You know, we always point to, you know, secular organizations that are on the wrong side of history. But let's be honest, you're on the wrong side of history if uh, you picket fellow Christians saying they're not Christian enough or they're, you know, whatever it is. Michael Sweet doesn't think grunge killed hair metal. I kind of agree. I think hair metal killed hair metal. It was once original and different, and then it just kind of, everything was a Xerox. And as much as I love hair metal, I think that's definitely what happened. You know, I don't know. It's it's me. Nightwish will be recording their next album in 2023. 
I mean, I'll listen. I don't know how much of their arrangements came from Marco, though. You know, they were known for the big, elaborate. I don't know. That's just me, though. I think that's pretty much all of it. I mean, <laughs> I don't really care about Lamb of God. I get it, but I don't get it, you know? I know people like Lamb of God, but I'm not into that genre. A lot of the new metal stuff is on here, but I don't really... I mean, that gets coverage as it is, so I don't need to do it. Fear Factory, Lamb of God, yeah. Black Veil Brides. Some people are into them. I tried. I couldn't do it. You know? Oh, it, this is hilarious. Lou Graham accuses current foreigner singer Kelly Hansen of mimicking him. That was the point! They didn't pull a guy out of a tribute band because... Uh, they wanted somebody different. They wanted somebody the same. All right, hold on. Karabi News. This is actually a friend of the show. So let's cover this, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. But this, so John Karabi was disappointed when Tommy Lee and Nikki Six failed to respond to his request for help. Former Motley Crue frontman John Karabi, which you've some of you have seen the video when I met him who joined the band in 1992 as a replacement for original singer Vince Neil, has told the Chuck Shoot... Shoot? Shoote? I don't know. Podcast that he was disappointed with how Tommy Lee and Nikki Six responded to his request for help after his son found himself battling heroin addiction. Ouch. Karabi said, as transcribed, Look, at the end of the day, Tommy and I are fine. Tommy still texts me. We contact each other on Instagram. But I didn't do anything until Tommy reached out to me first and said, Hey, Crab, how have you been? Blah, 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 whatever. Or I posted something and he made a comment about it. And then I reached out. I wasn't mad at him, he, uh, them, he clarified. I was a little disappointed in the fact that if you want to be upset with me, awesome. Say la vie. But you watched my kid grow up. I reached out to them, Karabi repeated. I did not ask them for money. I did not ask them for anything. What I asked them for was, hey, you guys have dealt with heroin addiction. How do I handle this? I got nothing from Nikki at all. No response, no nothing. And Tommy just wrote back. He just wrote back one word. He wasn't like, oh, crap, dude, sorry. Are you kidding me? Ian's taking drugs? Nothing. He just wrote rehab. No, like, rehab, good luck, Tommy. Like, nothing. He just wrote rehab and hit send. Okay, that's douchey. That's super douchey. John went on to say that he was especially bummed out with Tommy because Lee was one the one that got his son Ian his first drum set. Tommy was the one that Ian looked up to. He said, and I just said, you know what? I have reached out to those guys on multiple occasions. I reached out to Nikki when he divorced Donna D'Erico. I reached out to Tommy when his kid died in his pool. I reached out to Tommy when he went to prison. I reached out to Tommy and all those guys multiple times, and I never got a response. But I thought... Maybe they realized there was something wrong with my son. They would just go, hey, dude, here, call this counselor. Or, hey, this guy is is a really good counselor. He can help you figure it out. They didn't respond. Okay, say la vie. I just said, screw it, whatever. I'm done with those guys. I won't ever bother them again. I won't ever call them again. I won't forget it. I will never forget the fact that they asked what I thought 
were my friends to help me out. Not even with money. Hey, do you think... Uh, sorry, hey, do you have a phone number or for a counselor or something I can reach out to? And I didn't get anything. So I'm like, all right, whatever. That stings, though. Because out of all the crew albums, musically, content-wise, the one with Karabi on it is the best. That's an unpopular opinion. But they did some amazing stuff. And for a while, I was like, you know what? They, sh- they should reunite that lineup and call it Hooligans Holiday. People would go to see them in a heartbeat. Didn't happen. And when you have this kind of douchery going on, I like Motley Crue songs, but I'm not, you know, look, Vince Neil's a douche. You know, I think Nicky, Nicky Six is a good guy. I don't know what to think of Tommy. He's been in and out of douchery his whole life, so I, I have no idea. Mick Mars, I know nothing about. I know he's like the, the senior in the group or whatever, and that's fine. But... You know, that, that that duo right there, you know, with the, I don't know. I mean, Vince Neil is ego. That's part of the reason he got the gig, because of his presence and his enormous ego. It's just something that was appealing to have on stage. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to look out for past and present members, unless the, you know, a past member did something really bad. Which Karabi did not. You know, he was brought into the band. He was he was given the gig because Vince Neil had left and there was a you know, a falling out, and he performed and did his best work with that band, and then they just kicked him to the curb like an old package of expired lunch meat. And then they you know, they didn't try to do anything for nothing. Nothing at all. You know, and maybe it's because I'm friends with Karabi. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. But, um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, sorry, John. I, I feel for you. Um, I got nothing to add to that because, all right, I, I lost one person. I, there was a person that uh, died two days after my wedding from a heroin overdose. And she was constantly having an issue with it. But that's my only exposure to it. I wouldn't have been much help. And I don't know that he would have been like, you know what? That random guy, Vince, on Facebook that I've met like a few times, I should. that's the guy I should message. Because I probably would have told him, you need to find God in all this. And you need to ask him what to do. And sometimes that's not what what people want to hear. But it's with no experience with heroin at all, I wouldn't know what else to say. They're like, I don't know. Let's pray. That's probably, that's it. You know, let's pray. That's what I would have to offer, offer because that's what I know to do. I'm a minister. That's my go-to. And maybe now, and maybe as a minister, he'd be like, I appreciate that. Because, you know, that status, I don't believe in the status, but it has pull with people. If normal, you know, John Q. Public says, let's pray, people may or may not be receptive. But when a minister says it, they're more likely to be receptive. It's almost like you're an ambassador for God. And it's it's just like, okay, it is what it is. So do I use it to my advantage? Of course I do. Because it's planting seeds. It's seed planting. I don't know. All right, I think that is, let's get rid of the uh, newswire here. There we go. I could just tear it up, I suppose. <laughs> but 
then I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to use my awesome awesome sound effects board, which is what that was about. All right, I think that is the end of the show. I want to thank my sponsor, Craft Tech. Sidestep responsibility in the workplace without getting caught. That's the American dream. We're going to leave you with a life divided. Could you? This is from uh, 2015, I think. Great album. I'm Vince, the Vince Wild Show. We'll see you later. Just a little bit of everything.